personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire. Grow your self-confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. We talked about alcohol. We talked about buying your cemetery plot online. We went into some stressful situations. You want to know what the biggest stressful situation is today, Lauren? There's so many. Which one are you going to pick? I'm going to tell you that if you're one of these 14,000 families that already have a warrant of eviction issued against you, 14,000 families in New York already have the warrant of eviction. And on August 20th, that's when they can start issuing these evictions. Imagine sitting there in the middle of a pandemic and saying to yourself, evictions are coming. We talked last week, and I'm going to bring it up, about foreclosures. They're coming August 20th in New York. Mitch and Nancy, they're talking in the Senate and the House, and they're discussing whether they're going to have more relief on the federal level. But again, the federal level only applies to anyone with a federally backed mortgage. It doesn't apply to landlords that have their own own property. That's a state law. And some states are extending and some states aren't extending. But imagine living through this pandemic right now thinking, am I going to be evicted? Am I going to be evicted? Am I going to be evicted? It's really heartbreaking, and there's so many people that this is happening to, and it's just going to affect the entire real estate market, the entire market, the economy. There's going to be so many trickle effects of what's going to happen. I really hope that there's some sort of a relief, even though I am a landlord and I do want to get paid. I can't imagine that the mass is just homeless. Well, we were just t- discussing on the way to work today. We like to talk on the way when we're driving to the studio. We have a little conversation, and you were telling me about this group, Into the Unknown, and you were telling me about an economist that was on there, right? And you were saying yeah. that, what they tell you? So the economist says that, well, everybody's complaining right now that they can't buy a house unless they have all cash. So what are the normal people, how do the normal people buy when they have 5% down, 10% down? How do they buy? How do they compete with these big cash buyers from Manhattan? So they're the these people are they're saying, well, they think right now there's this rush, this cash rush. Then in 2021, all that cash is going to be already bought in these homes. So then everybody else is going to have that opportunity to buy. And they were saying that the suburbs outside of the cities are going to become more available. It's not going to be as much of a seller's market, but there's it's still going to be a hot market, and it's still going to boom for the next two years. And I'm thinking to myself, well, first off, how do you even predict that in a global pandemic? You don't know what other waves are going to happen, the shutdowns, but most importantly, the foreclosure tsunami is happening. So when everybody is foreclosed- Or getting evicted or from getting their evicted, houses- And by the way, they spiral, Lauren, because when the tenant gets evicted, if you can't place a new tenant, you don't have income coming in. And as you're waiting to evict them, this whole moratorium, you're more likely to get foreclosed on because you're relying on the tenant's money to pay your bills. So how the flood is happening. And then if there's all these homes that are available, the prices have to go down at some point. So I keep saying that August 20th, and then my colleague in my law firm said to me, yeah, but they could extend it. They could extend the moratorium. At some point, this house of cards is going to come tumbling down, and evictions and foreclosures are going to happen, and people are going to be out of their houses. And I question how stable the housing market's going to be when you're seeing sheriffs pulling people out with moving companies from their houses on your block. Are you going to really be motivated to go buy housing or about to? Because at some point, at some point, there's going to be 
a time where lenders and landlords are going to have their day. You know, I watched Star Wars. There was first the Return of the Jedi, then the Empire Strike Back. It just kept going back and forth. At some point, these landlords, at some point, these lenders are going to have their day. So what I wanted to do and I mentioned to you that we were going to do this some time ago, is because I keep reading, and I told you last week, second quarter GDP, 32.9% down, which is the worst since before the Great Depression, the worst, the worst, the worst. I tell you about articles about Americans feeling like they're about to get foreclosed on. It's everywhere. We bring it up. We bring it up. But how do you figure out what you're going to do? People say, but I can get a modification. That's what they say. I want a modification. You know what they call it when they don't know what they're talking about? You, this is how a lawyer can tell if they're an idiot. I want you to know. They want a remodification. That's what they say. <laughs> they go. Oh, oh, well, oh. in their mind, they want to redo their mortgage payments. So. Well, they have a weird baby between a refinance and a <laughs> modification. Just, just so we're clear, a refinance means another company is going to be giving you the money and you're going to be buying out your mortgage and getting a new mortgage. Whereas a modification is changing the terms of your current mortgage. And people come to us all the time. We do a huge foreclosure thing at my law firm, Liba Law. And people come to us and they go, my neighbor's only paying 1% on a modification. That's what I want. Or my favorite. They were outside the statute of limitations, so I want the mortgage thrown off my house. You are crazy. If I could get someone no mortgage on their house, don't you think I would get myself no mortgage on my house and stop working? Misinformed. Well, that's what we're doing right now. We're informing. So here's the way it works. There's two aspects of whether they're going to give you a modification, meaning changing the terms of your mortgage. Traditionally, under what's called the traditional waterfall, which was under HAMP guidelines, there's no more HAMP, Home Affordability Modification Program, but what it used to be under the traditional waterfall, they could reduce your interest rate down to 2%. They could change your term and extend your payments up to 40 years. So you could have five years left and they can stretch it over 40 years. They could balloon your missed payments on the end and Imagine you're 60 and you get an extended term for 40 years. You'd be 100 when that balloon came. So I'm not thinking you have a problem. I'll take it, as he (laughs) says. So there's things they could do. But there's two components for them to make the decision at the lender. I represent lenders, so I want to tell you what they do. I just want people to live in reality. Someone came up to me the other day and they go, I know some people don't like what you say on the air, but all you do is you just say the facts. That's what I do. Well, if people don't like the facts, then they should live in, what is it, Facebook University? (laughs) We were reading about (laughs) Facebook University. That was great. So I I didn't want to go to medical school. I just wanted to go on Facebook. I get all my fake news from Facebook. So anyway, so these people, here's the facts. This is what I want you to know. There's two different aspects. One is that they evaluate your current loan-to-value ratio. They look at it from a back end and a front end. A back end means how much is your loan? I mean, your debt-to-income ratio, they look from back end to front end. So loan-to-value means how much is your percent of your loan to the overall value? Your debt-to-income means how much do you owe versus how much do you make? And front-end debt-to-income ratio is just on the housing. It could be your insurance. It could be your mortgage. It could be your taxes. Back-end means with respect to the rest of your life. They look at how many months of missed payments you have. They look at how much the interest rate is. They look at how much you owe today versus other valuations. Those are some of the factors they look at. And yes, it's true. If you haven't paid in eight years, it becomes much more hard to get a modification, much harder to get a modification than if you just missed your payments never and called in advance with a forbearance. 
However, that's only one part of the component. Here's the other part, and this is what I said I was going to promise to go over. The lender looks out and says, how many times have we transferred this loan? That's called standing. They want to make sure that they're the ones that actually have the note, have the loan to foreclose. They want to make sure they have the records to show that they, they billed you and you didn't pay. They want to make sure they complied with some statutory requirements, which say they have to give you a notice 90 days in advance. It's got to be in color. It's got to be on a single page. So all those letters that people throw out when they don't want to think about the bank sending them things that they're not paying, those are all those things in that process of what they have to do. You got it. They're going through their checklist, Lauren. They're, they're checking if they accelerated the loan. You know how we were talking about statute of limitations before? Each mortgage payment you miss recommences the six years that they have to sue you. But if they only sued you on that, they could only sue you for that missed mortgage payment. So let's say you owe $3,000 a month. That's all they could see you. But what they do is they accelerate the loan, which means they say, it's not the 3000 we want. It's the $500,000 you owe us. They look at if there's been less than six years since when they accelerated it. They look at, you know, how the notices you talked about. They look in the loan if about the notice terms. They look at your payment history of defaults. They look at whether they served you properly. They look if their pleadings are right. In English, there's two components, whether they're going to give you a mortgage modification. One is, what are your current position on the loan? And it, could they modify it enough to still make it profitable? That's what I did the first time when I was telling you about loan-to-value ratio, debt-to-income ratio, when I was talking about months missed, attorney's fees, late fees. The second component, though, which is, I think, even more interesting, is they look at how easy it is for them to win the foreclosure suit. That's what I was just going over. How easy is it for... So if I'm a lender, I'm saying to myself, if I'm going to win this foreclosure suit, easy, breezy, beautiful, I have all my ducks in a row, I did everything right, why would I give them a loan? The more challenging it is for me to win, what is a mortgage modification? I guess that's the key to this whole conversation. A mortgage modification is a settlement, a settlement of a foreclosure action. So it's not that the banks are just giving this stuff out. They're making a financial decision. We were driving to work today on the way to the studio. You said to me, you said something interesting to me. You said we were talking about business school. Do you remember talking about business school? Yeah. Well, guess what? All these lenders went to business school. And here's what they're deciding in business school. Is it going to make more money for me to make them a mortgage modification? Or is it going to make me more money to foreclose on them? It's a little thing called math. It's the only thing that really matters. So what I want you guys to do is if you are afraid that you're not going to pay your mortgage, don't not miss a payment. You know what the idiots say? I remember in the Great Recession, you know what they said? intentionally default, and then you'll get a modification. That is the dumbest thing that will ever happen. Why? Because when you intentionally default, they're going to use that acceleration provision I just talked about, which means that they're going to make your loan go from only owing 3000 to 500000 And then wouldn't they be in a better position to foreclose than if you would have made the deal in the first place? So, well, Lauren, I want you guys to know, you might need the ice cream with alcohol. You might want to go buy a Grave online. You may be saying, no, seriously, these are things. You may be having trees from this, this storm, this uh, hurricane eye. But at the end of the day, what we want you to do is we want you to realize that this market is turbulent right now. Because even though the demand for housing is so strong, that demand for housing is so strong. And yes, there was pent up demand. And yes, 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 you have people fleeing the city. When the foreclosure and eviction tsunami hits, everything's going to change. And if you're one of those people, those people I mentioned, the people that were about to get evicted in New York City, there was an article in the Law Journal that 14,000 families already have a warrant against them. And they're thinking that there's at least another 200,000 families coming next. 
If you're one of those people, start calling your lender, start calling your landlord and try and work something out. It's better than begging after you lose the lawsuit. We'll be back after the break and we're going to bring on my friend, Pat Blake, to talk about how to have education at home. We'll be back. Have you ever dreamed of owning a rental property, flipping a home, opening a successful business? This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee. 